What's up, guys? It's Little D from FMF. When I'm not mixing gas and hauling ass, I'm listening to Big MX Radio. We can't expect that everyone is as passionate about racing as we are. can't expect that everyone is able to hear the silent call of the sea at 5am. Not everyone possesses the ability to smell the difference between rich and lean. Nor the ear to differentiate the bark of two cylinders from four. It would not be fair of us to assume that the world understands the yearning and overwhelming compulsion that we have to push through pain, angst, frustration and failure. Some people might not understand the desire to test physical limits conquer fear, or to tangle with the forces of gravity and physics. But we don't make product for them. We look to the future but embrace our past. We study. We analyze. We race on Sunday so we can innovate on Monday. We exercise trial and error religiously. Through our commitment to the pursuit of perfection, we learn. How to make product for the people that are capable of dedicating everything to sport. Whether there is a championship involved or not. Alpine stars, one goal, one vision.
25 Molo here from Grundle. Kingsley turns that far sideways. Brian the gate is down. This is a sharp left-hander. Who's going to shot? Looks like Darcy Lange on that Richmond Gallon Kawasaki gets the jump. That's where it all started. Big MX Radio, brought to you by Fly Racing USA, is on the air. Fueled by passion, focused on motocross. W Wheels USA, Moto Ice Wrap, Viral Goggle Brand, and Maxima USA make it possible to bring you the news, the interviews, and the point of views inside the sport of motocross. The gate's about to drop on Big MX Radio. Welcome to the Big MX Radio Podcast Show brought to you by Fly Racing, FMF, W Wheels USA, and Maxima Racing Oils. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt. With us on the line, the big boss of the hot sauce in Canadian motocross goes by the name of Justin Thompson. Mr. Jetworks, how's it going? Good. Thanks for having me on. Hey, thank you for making some time for us here on a Monday afternoon. Uh, like it's, uh, it's not quite a, a long weekend, but we're just uh, removed from the Labor Day long weekend. All minds are uh, focused towards the, the more across the nations. We're excited to see the Canadian national team uh, heading that way. Uh, what are your predictions for that team? Just uh, like we got some hot young talent heading over to uh, to the races. Actually, I wouldn't call them all that young anymore because I think I remember uh, watching uh, Fast Yotes and uh, and Mr. Uh, Medaglia as a teenager. So uh, they're not. So young anymore no they're veterans and uh you know what it's it's nice to see uh you know canada embrace it and get back behind it and i think uh it's 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 one of our it's our heritage right so we gotta we gotta stand by our guys and and uh you know i think they're gonna do good they got experience and um i think you know moth having that last year that he went over there he got experience from that learned a lot so i think they're gonna be ready I think so, too. I think, uh, like you said, it, it's a veteran group. Uh, I don't know why I said they're a bunch of young guys. I think even Moff's 26 years old uh, or, or damn near. But uh, um, it's a pleasure to have you on, my friend. And uh, it, it seems like uh, in Canada they say the winds are changing. And, uh, and with that comes in a brand-new series for 2018 and beyond. Um, tell us a little bit about uh, your, yourself and, and your, uh, your experience and your, your history in the sport of motocross because you've been around it for a long period of time at a lot of different levels yeah we've uh our whole family's been around the sport for uh forever and uh you know right back from my grand grandpa raced and then my dad raced um and then and then into us and it, it's uh it's some heritage there and you know uh, a different aspects of the sport um and then you know into the the track building side of things where uh you know we have a professional track building company that's been around for i want to say since 98 um, it's, it's been a long time, uh, running and we've done a lot of different events, uh, all across North America, uh, into, uh, what, what formed, um, into arena cross there years and years and years ago, uh, in, in, in the South. So we worked on the, uh, U.S. arena cross, uh, program for a long time and, uh, perfected it down there that it, it was a very successful series and it still is. Um, and moved into, um, you know, some bigger events, getting into some, some other stuff and, and not just moto. We did everything from super moto to, to supercross to, to motocross to rinocross. Um, we were involved in a little bit of everything. So one thing led to another. We knew that, uh, someday, you know, and this is going back 
five, six years ago, we knew someday we'd want to do something in Canada because that's where we're from. So um, what we learned down there is, is just a different way of marketing compared to the, the Canadian marketing. So uh, we've seen that there was an opening slowly coming, I guess it was 2014, 2015, around there, that we brought the arena cross up from the U.S. Um, and had had good success right out of the gate. I mean, it was uh, a bit of a struggle um, kind of teaching Canadians what it was because, <coughs> sorry, um, because a lot of Canadians, you know, it's been on the East anyways, it's been a void for a long time um, in the Ontario market, especially that, you know, kids that are now like the Tanner Wards and the awesome Watlings, um, take them out, take them out into uh, an arena cross track. They'd never done it. And they were intermediates turning pro almost, you know, so, it was one of those things that I think it, it, it they lacked that through their careers, and, and that's uh, what we wanted to try to fill that void. So I think uh, in 2014, 2015, when you brought it up, I think it was a success out of the gate. Um, it's very expensive in Canada to do on a promotion side because you're dealing with the ice rinks and having to have plywood and, and whatnot and the whole uh, shebang to make it happen. Sure. but. Um, you know, other than that, I mean, I think it was it was great to come out of the gate with that. That was plan uh, step one of a five-year plan that we had, and uh, we just continually stayed on track and, and tried to hit our marks, and and that's what we've uh, we've been doing. It's been a success um, with what we've laid out so far, um, and I, I'm really excited about it because we're extremely passionate about what we do. So, right from the uh, track aspect to the way that uh, you know, we run things to try to keep things neat and tidy and, and give the fans uh, the extra exposure and that they normally don't get to a normal rider. So there's a lot of new things that we're bringing to the table this year that um, I'm really, really excited about. Absolutely. And, like, how important were some of the things that you'd learned from going down to the States and just seeing a different way that, that uh, racing is is approached and, and just that, that marketing uh, savvy that some of the, the American series have that uh, really are able to uh, uh, show, showcase the, the highlights and benefits of a series and how those sponsors can really see a return on uh, on their investment, which is to uh, support a series that, uh, in, in turn, always, like, uh, if people are really enjoying the series, both uh, the the, the athletes and the fans, that's going to turn into units sold, whether it's a motorcycle, um, a pair of goggles, or a motocross helmet, uh, or even an energy drink. Um, it, it all comes full circle, and I think that uh, what you learned from going down to the States really helped. Absolutely. No, it was like uh, it was like going to college. I mean, we didn't go to college. We did this, this type of business and stuff, but that was our college education. I mean, we learned... We got thrown into the deep end. I mean, a lot of people think this is the deep end, what we're doing now. Honestly, getting thrown into that U.S. market out of the gate, that was the craziest thing I think we've ever done. <laughs> this is uh, a little lighter than that because, I mean, it's so competitive down there. You don't just have to compete uh, to have an event and everything uh, like we do up here. You have to compete against, you know, seven other uh, promoters that are all trying to take – it's like a turf war, Right. So you have to compete against all them trying to take your venues constantly. Um, and, 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 and then you got the, uh, the bigger guys that uh, are wanting to push you out of the way too, because uh, they want to bring their big events into that area. And, and it's all about uh, stealing that captive audience. Right. So um, here there's, there's only one major series. So um, it was a lot different of an approach. Um, 
it's not any easier of an approach, but it's it's just a different approach that uh, you know we tried to make the when we did uh, break ground, we tried to make it as close as we could to a U.S. Uh, type feel. And I mean, it's not that uh, the U.S. is the best around the world because we look at MXGP stuff, we look at a lot of the Aussie stuff. Um, it's just that uh, U.S. stuff is so competitive over there that they're the cream of the crop because they have to be. I mean, there's no other way. I mean, if you're not, then you die on the vine, you know? So that's kind of what we did since day one, and that's what I think we have as a, an extra little bonus uh, that we'll be able to, you know, pass on to the rider, the family, the fan, um, you know, and uh, the, the viewer that's watching at home. And that was uh, the initial breaking ground that's uh we wanted to make something special for the fan at home that's why we uh you know broke ground with the the live broadcast broadcast i mean it was a webcast i mean it was you know it was it was a little up in the air going into the first year whether we could pull it off because it does cost a lot of money but we did it and uh it stepped up everybody's game i mean look at now we've, we've got canadian nationals that we can see at the same day i mean that never happened until we came Absolute, and uh, I think the the most important thing, uh, as far as Canadian racers and Canadian fans are concerned, uh, as well as the, the industry as a whole, is that uh, there's the, the the schedule for Canadian motocross uh, racers, media, you name it, is going to be almost 50, almost 100 percent more active, uh, going from a, a basically a 10, 10 week uh, ten round. Um, year to to a seven uh, to a projected 17 round season uh well that just gives more business for every uh, every media every photographer that wants to go out there every media guy that wants to make it to all the races and also these racers that uh for uh, for the most part have been getting themselves ready for 10 weekends a year which uh like the dollars and cents of and just keeping that that top of mind awareness to the sport is just having that many more events is people are always looking forward to that next uh that next triple crown round and i think that's going to create more more attention to the series because uh, the more you allow people to have their mind away from a particular uh, series, the, the more they're going to do that. They're going to go to different uh, entertainments and stuff like that, and maybe they uh, they're they're one that they may not come back to your series if they if they if they go too far astray. Is was that an important thing for you to basically uh, keep the the Canadian racers a little bit more busy throughout the year, given the fact that uh, there's 17 rounds scheduled rather than the usual 10? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, right from the pro side of things to the amateur, um, we have a lot of very uh, awesome uh, stuff for the amateurs. We got we're releasing here soon that I'm really excited about. I mean, because that's that's the number one thing that keeps everything growing, right? Is the grassroots. Uh, and anyways, uh, on that, I mean, the biggest thing that we looked at when we were trying to lay this all out was making uh, a footprint that fit, you know, fit the demographic, but also fit. Uh, the, the span of, of, uh, of a, a dealership and, and, uh, and a, the local enthusiasts and everything, everything that needed to fit between uh, the currently fit in a two and a half month window into an eight month window so that it entices people to, okay, let's say they're going to an arena cross now in, uh, in March. Well, they're going to maybe need a set of handlebars and grips and, and brakes or whatever from their local dealership where, you know, the normal schedule, they wouldn't be looking at that stuff for a couple months yet. So um, it, that's, that was the biggest goal, and it also expands it into the fall, right? And, I mean, it wasn't that we were trying to uh, make a series that was undoable for everybody. We divided it up into three different series. Yes, we'll have people that will just come do arena cross. Some will just do motocross. Some will just do supercross. 
but we'll also have those people that will be able to race that whole calendar year, and that gives them a, a career in, in our country instead of uh, having to go outside of that. Um, just just even, for instance, my little brother. I mean, there's not too many that do Supercross. There's, there is a few, but uh, he's now focused on this. I mean, he's focused on trying to, to race this uh, throughout the year and, and then and not so much going to do Supercross and anything else, trying to build a name for himself in his own backyard instead of having to, you know, try to find a ride and then it's got to be on the same brand. And it's got to, there's a lot of, lot of tough goes for all these guys and all these kids trying to do uh, the two country thing. And it's great. I believe a hundred percent about us supercross and the U S series is the premier series around the world. Um, but it's just tough uh, being Canadians and being able to go to that level. So if we can b- bridge that gap by bringing a series, that's at least, uh, you know, a stepping stone to get to that level. Maybe we'll see more kids uh, go into the U.S. In, in the future. Absolutely. I think that uh, that is the, the biggest take-home from for all the right racers, that uh, they're going to be able to make a living here in their home country. We're here on the Big MX Radio Podcast Show, brought to you by FMF, and uh, we're going to throw it to commercial right quick here and, uh, and, and get the, the bills paid. We'll be right back with Justin Thompson from Jetworks. Hey, everyone. Let's take a break and listen to some commercials quickly. Then we'll be right back to the podcast. Thanks for listening. FlyRacing.com is the home of quality and innovation. The design team at Fly tirelessly rebuild and retool premium lines like the Evolution 2.0 and Light Hydrogen with features like zipper lock to prevent closure failures and EVO's BOA technology, which ensures the perfect fit. Complete your protective gear combo head-to-toe with Fly Racing F2 Carbon MIPS Retrospect and Fly's entry into the premium boot segment with their sector. All products and colorways are available at FlyRacing.com. What's wrong, Jeff? I don't know, Jay. Well, you better fuel up with a nutritious breakfast with oats and bran. Oats and bran? I didn't think there was such a thing. That's what I used to think. Now, I start out every morning with a bowl of Amigos. For extreme kids like us. That's what I call fueling for the big ride. Hey, kids, start out every morning with a fat ball. Hey, this is Zach Cummins. All you hosers, quit listening to Nickelback and jump on over to the Big MX Radio Show. Hey, Big MX listeners, it's time for another commercial break. Please listen carefully to these, and we'll be right back to the show. Thanks. WUSA is your one-stop shop for quality wheel sets in America. All of the best components built for the toughest conditions. Hit up WUSA.com, that's D-U-D-Y-A-U-S-A.com right now, and check out the custom wheel builder selection. Pick your rims, pick your hubs, pick your spokes, even pick your nipples, and see what it's going to look like on your bike. On the website, you'll drool over components like XL and DID rims, talon and kite aluminum hubs, Galfer and Brembo brakes, and spokes that take a licking and keep on ticking. The same wheels that you buy are built by the same guys we're building wheels for. Ryan Dungey, Jeremy Martin, Chad Reed, and the entire Geico Honda team. 
And I kid you not, they are not told whose wheels are whose. They just build amazing product. And I want you guys in a set of W wheels. So do what I did and head to WBYAUSA.com today. WUSA, all things wheels. Hey, Big MX fans. Thanks for listening to this podcast and hope you're enjoying it. I want you guys to head on over to TractionMX.com. TractionMX is the place to get your seat covers for any bike that you have, whether it be a Husqvarna, Kawasaki, Suzuki, Yamaha, KTM, you name it. These guys have a great seat cover for you. They're durable, they're flashy, they're eye-catching, and they're one of a kind. The reason why they're one of a kind is because you design your own. You pick the fabrics, you pick the ribs, you pick the everything all the way down to the stitching uh, color that they use on the seat cover itself. Traction MX is your one-stop shop to set your bike apart from the herd 110%. These seat covers start at just $69.95 American, and uh, the average turnaround is a one to two weeks. One to two weeks from now, you could have a bike that's looking completely different than it does right now. So head on over to TractionMX.com, start shopping, start designing, and make something special like for you today. Going viral with Viral Brand. Viral Brand is setting its sights on being one of the leading brands in the extreme sports market, from supercross to snowcross and snowboarding, and everything in between. Viral Brand is working hard to not only bring you premium products, quality eyewear, and killer style, but award-winning support with every sport. Head on over to theviralbrand.com and get tinted lenses, clear lenses, 10-pack of tear-offs, and goggle bag for only $59.99. Viral Brand products are available in the U.S., Canada, and Australia, and used exclusively by the Barn Pros Racing MX Home Depot Yamaha team for the 2017 season. Go viral with the viral brand. And we're back. Big MX Radio Podcast Show brought to you by Fly Racing Jet, Jetworks. Uh, I guess you're the uh, owner, CEO, uh, wearer of all hats over at Jetworks. Is that safe to say there, Justin? Yeah, we're, uh, um, you know, it's a, a family business, but I mean, yeah, I'm the one who, uh, I guess, heads on the chopping block when things go sideways. So, yeah. I guess I'm the one who wears the big hat. Fair enough. Well, um, that being said, I'll, I'll pose this question to you because anytime you have a, a new series come in or a, a, a group comes in and basically replaces uh, an existing service or, or, or series, that means that that, that, that group was uh, like um, just had a different idea of how things should go uh, w- within a, a particular series and stuff like that. So uh, I ask you this: um, there, there's a ton of different, uh, um, I guess, there there are stigmas. Or their uh, like uh, preconceived notions of what Canadian motocross is, especially over the last twenty five years. And uh, and uh, what are some of the things that were like kind of uh, like kind of weared on you as far as uh, what you wanted to see changed, or maybe some what were some of your pet peeves of what people would say about Canadian motocross when you talk to them either in uh, in Canada or uh, or the states? Because even, there's even Canadians that uh, for a while now haven't been totally happy with uh, with how the Canadian Nationals have been ran, uh, whether that be uh, locations or the, or the rule changes, stuff like that. Uh, what are some of the things that uh, were like kind of like the, the points of changing for, uh, for Jetworks? 
Well, I mean, uh, first off, I think that uh, the sport, over any sport or anything around the world, for that matter, um, evolution, right? I mean, anything has to grow. Um, so I think that I don't think that there is anything uh, particular that you'd say was wrong with something. I think that it's just it's time for things to grow. So I think that you know, 25 years is a very, very long time and a huge success. I mean, to have a, a series run that long is great. But I think that um, over the way, over the time, um, you just get to the point where you maybe don't have as much enthusiasm or as, as much drive as, uh, as a younger group that uh, maybe, you know, it's time to, to move on to the next project, you know. And um, that's what I think the biggest thing that uh, coming in we looked at is that um, there's a lot of room for improvements on stuff that, you know, that technology can help you get to that next level, you know. Um, and without letting the cat out of the bag, there's just there's a lot of technology that we're going to bring to it that's going to make it more of a you know a fan affair. Let's let's call it uh, where you're more involved in in it um, from the aspect of seeing uh, how the riders you know got to where they are, um, how how teams are developed, how just stuff like that that we're going to bring to the table that are going to allow the audience to watch and see uh, and maybe get. And enticed to go down to your local dealership and, and look at buying your kid a dirt bike where before, you know, maybe you're just kind of uh, motocross. I don't know enough about it. I'm not going to get involved. Well, now that's what we wanted to do. We want to make it so that we come to a major city near you and we bring that experience uh, to your back door. And, and basically you can then see for, for yourselves and your family that, you know, this sport is a great sport. Um, and that you, that you can get involved, and there's many levels that you can get involved in, but uh, up to this point, I don't think that's been really addressed uh, to the level that it needs to be, um, and that's where the American, I call it Americanized, it's not that, that uh, I want the series to be American, but it's just American, the Americans do stuff on such a level, that's what we're trying to do, so we're trying to Americanize sure. it, you know, and uh, build everything to a level that you can kind of see um, everything flowing in one direction. You can go down to your local store and see, uh, you know, Seven Eleven. You see, you see posters for upcoming events in your city. So it's it's then taking uh, racing from, you know, outside of cities, excluding some in the country. We have do have some racetracks in the cities, but I mean, for the most part, we're we're hours from a city, um, and then it's bringing it to your city and giving you that experience that uh, a new fan could get enticed by it. Um, an existing fan uh, may get may get um, you know excited about something that's new, um, and, and that spikes interest, right? So anytime something like this happens, um, it, it spikes interest, and it, it should grow. It should grow and blossom the country like it has in other countries around the world that have done this over the last ten years. Uh, one being Australia. I mean, they did a great job with what they did over there, and uh, you've seen with the Aussie Open and the Aussie X Open, it's. Uh, yeah they've done a great job with it. And it's just, it's taken that whole place to another level um, with that series. So, you know, that's the kind of thing that we're looking at doing. And, um, you know, there's like anything, uh, the, the downsides of it, obviously the race teams have more races, but uh, we're trying to help on alleviate costs and stuff like that. We understand that there's more costs. Uh, so if we can alleviate some of that and um, let them have a, a a bigger window and a bigger package to sell to a sponsor, I think we'll have a bigger draw and a bigger uh, set of sponsors coming in instead of just being the, 
the, the normal industry that uh, we're all used to and we just keep knocking the same doors over and over again. Maybe, it, you know, yeah, we need all them, but maybe we have uh, a Lowe's, a Home Depot, or something like that come, come in, you know, to, to make it more of a NASCAR feel. Um, For sure. That's, that's ultimately what we want to do, and, and any of those companies won't look at a, at a two-month window. They'll, they'll look, you know, if you got eight months is pushing it. So, you know, eight, nine months is, is your, is your, the demographic they need for, for an ROI, right? Return on investment. So, I mean, that's, that's the biggest thing that we looked at is that the, the schedule has to be long enough that they can get an activation out of that, that particular, um, buy of sponsorship, right? So there's a lot that yeah, they don't want to do. I mean, do I don't want to keep rambling, for, uh, but. Two weeks. <laughs> Oh, absolutely, and uh, one of the things I wanted to touch on before I let you go is uh, is the, the the welcome return, the professional Canadian motocross to uh, to this province, Manitoba, uh, on on the on the schedule. Uh, like uh, things are always subject to change, but hopefully not uh, J- June twenty third. Pilot Mountain, Manitoba. I do believe there's one more race in, for the Manitoba Motocross is concerned um, there uh, before the, the season is out, and uh, I think you might be in attendance. Yeah, we're we're actually looking at we have uh, some track built out that way, so uh, I have to come out and, and check some things out anyway. So I'm looking at um, at least at worst case, my brother will be there, but I, most likely I'll be there with him, and we'll uh, nice. come check the place out and, and see what it's all about. And, and uh, I'm excited because, it, like I say, there's a there's a lot of stuff that we want to help grow across the country, and, and joining everything together again is the biggest thing. For sure. Like uh, speaking from a Manitoban, being not part of the CMRC for a number of years now seems like the better part of a decade. Uh, just being removed and not having a national, uh, you just feel like you don't quite belong to the rest of Canadian motocross, and I think that uh, really hampers some kids even having the even having the goal to make it to that level. Is that they don't even really consider the Canadian nationals as like kind of like an end result, as where this speed might be able to take you. They just uh, sort of think of it as Oh, some fun on the weekends. Uh, I get I get a trophy if I do well, and uh, and one day I'll probably uh, put down my motorcycle and go buy a house. But uh, but being part of the Canadian motocross, you, you feel like you're you're part of this nationwide thing, and that might encourage you to go to a uh, uh, an amateur national uh, championship, or or eventually uh, or, or go uh, training in the in the winter time, so you can eventually have that kind of speed that you can hang with uh, uh, the front runners of Canadian nationals. And I think that's a really important thing for especially for Manitobans. No, absolutely. And that's, that's across the country. I mean, there's a lot of uh, spots that are, uh, you know, and, and it's not like you can always make it to every single spot of the country because you couldn't have a schedule that big. But, I mean, if you can no. move things around, uh, and especially with having different disciplines, we can go into some areas that a current motocross scene couldn't go, right? So um, it'll give us the opportunity to kind of branch out. And uh, we also have uh, down the road here, we already have uh, some talks going about uh, bringing a Supercross to uh, Manitoba. So we're excited about a lot of I like it. Yeah. That I, I would be excited to see, my friend. And uh, but uh, so, what was some some of your biggest challenges putting this together, getting your ducks in a row? Because uh, um, w- when you guys did the live broadcast or the the, the webcast of the the press press conference, uh, things seemed very very polished, very put together. But at some point, there there, there must have been a lot of work to get it to there. Uh, what were some of the biggest hurdles that you had to overcome? We're um, very big on planning. So, uh, like right now, you're talking to me. We're in. Uh, 
I guess you call it the war room, the boardroom, whatever you want to call it. Marker boards on the yes. wall. I mean, everything's planned out. Everything's uh, we go through things, scenarios three or four times, um, and and try to you know cover everything up that we need to to make a, a, a polished product. Um, and that, if you look at our track record, I mean, we've done that since day one uh, when we started. You know, from track building to arena cross to you name it. I mean, we always try to finish with a, a finished polished product. And I mean. And not always is it exactly the way you had it drawn out. I mean, like anything, things change along the way. But, I mean, we're as close to on point as uh, we've ever been for where we're at right now um, trying to get this all together. So, I mean, the planning, it was like, you know, like I say, this is a, a five-year project, and we're, I guess this is four years into it, five years into it, something like that. So, I mean, we're we're getting to the point where it's execution time, so it's um, – um, you know, the final details. And, I mean, there's going to be a lot uh, coming out here in the next, you know, month and a half, two months. And it, it's almost so much content that it will be overwhelming. So we're trying to do things like, you know, bring in these uh, web videos and stuff like that to, to really break it down and have um, uh, a really personal touch on it so that you understand because it's coming right from our mouth. It's not written just in print that you have to read and you don't understand it because you don't know the way the guy was writing it or so it's it's stuff like that that we've really looked at trying to make this thing the easiest possible to understand as a fan a writer uh, a family a sponsor um that they'll understand everything and i know there's a million questions that everybody has but uh it, it's going to be one step at a time. I mean, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day, and, and uh, we got a lot on our plate to, to pull off and execute. But uh, this has not just been, you know, this summer that we've done this. Uh, anybody who did knew, know from the inside out, um, this was all discussed years and years ago. Uh, it's just getting laid out now. So a lot of the planning we've had for, uh, you know, the, 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 the template has been, you know, years and years, and, and now we're just fitting the fine details into that. So. That's why uh, we could execute a, a nice finished product for, for the press launches and stuff because we had a lot of the stuff uh, already done. Fair enough. So last couple of questions I have for you is uh, what the heck is the VIP area and uh, how do you sneak me in there? Because I'm not very important. <laughs> well, you'll get into the media side of things too. So, I mean, that, that was some of the stuff that we looked at uh, right out of the gate and we've, we've had success with it on uh, – Obviously, in the U.S., you have to have success with having a VIP-treated area and a media-type area that gives them access to everything, uh, along with power and food and, and stuff like that. So we're very familiar with that. That's nothing new to us, but it's uh, um, it's something that the Canadian market really hasn't had, other than some of our arena crosses and stuff. And so it gives a way for the VIP section, for instance, is a, is a way to... Um, let's say you're, uh, I don't know, the Kawasaki team and you're in uh, one of the races out west and you, you wanted to wine and dine somebody, um, the teams will have access to that. Um, special sponsors will have access to that area. Uh, people will be able to buy a certain amount of tickets to that area. And it'll, it'll be a unique experience because we're going to make sure that it's, you know, right track side. Um, there'll, be, there'll be meals cooked right there for you. Um, and just everything, the whole atmosphere, I mean, you'll have your own bathrooms, everything there will be a VIP um, treatment. So uh, it was important for us to, to have that so that we can bring in uh, more eyeballs that um, 
can help this sport that we need to uh, to grow. Um, so that was very important to us. And then on the media side, like I said, uh, you know, we're going to make sure, uh, you know, indoors is easy for us because we have suites and stuff like that we can deal with in the venues. But um, outdoors, uh, we're going to have a VIP catered truck that will be ready to uh, – or sorry, a media catered truck that will be ready there uh, with access to uh, Internet uh, because it's it's more important to us, to you guys, to get the stuff on the web quicker than even us because we need that content out there. And I think that's been overlooked over the years. So uh, with that, yeah, I mean, there was such everybody... great service in the the in the uh, in the field in Cal in in, in Saskatchewan to get uh, tweets out there, but uh, we may do. Yeah, and I and that stuff like we're looking uh, into way in advance to make sure that you know if we need towers brought in, whatever we need. Uh, to make things work properly. That's the stuff that we we're really uh, focusing on right now, you know? So we're excited. I mean, it's, uh, it's going to be good. And um, it's stuff that we're used to doing that we're just bringing to the country. So. Fair enough, man. Well, uh, where can people find more information on, on the Jetworks, the triple crown series and uh, both yourself, uh, where can people find more information and start to follow it for any, uh, press releases and stuff that's coming out, uh, in the, in the coming months. On all social medias, you can follow uh, triple crown series and on, uh, it's triple crown series.ca is the website. It'll be released here. Uh, I believe here in the next couple of days. So everything will be followed through there. Um, we did uh, a couple uh, changes to everything instead of making um, several websites getting confusing. One website, all the all the actions going through one website. So it's an easy one source, one stop shop. Everything's in one, um, and that's <laughs> that was some of the merging that we've been doing right now is is putting all the series into one uh, consistent website that you'll be able to go. For motocross details, arena cross details, and supercross details under one roof. I love it, man. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a lot of motocross to cover, and I'm excited to do so because, uh, like I said, uh, you, you, you make some more work for me, and more work is good. Justin Thompson, it's been a pleasure to have you on the Big MX Radio Podcast Show, brought to you by Fly Racing. Um, we're going to have to do this again, my friend. As uh, new updates come up, uh, you're going to have to be a repeat offender to uh, keep people informed. But uh, do everyone do uh, head on over to uh, Triple Crown Series once that gets popped up. Uh, once that uh, like uh, once that goes live, maybe you can send me a text and I can put out some posts to, to direct people over to that. But uh, this has been fun, man. I know you got to. I got to get let, let you get going now. But uh, it, it's it's been a pleasure to have your have you on the show. Well, thanks a lot. Thanks for having me, uh, buddy. And anytime you need anything, just, uh, you know my number. <laughs> Perfect, man. I really appreciate that. Don't hang up just yet, but for podcast sake, we're going to cut it off right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs>